half the total damage to the character by <laughs> herself. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of setup, right? Like Lynette oh, giving yeah. her, Lynette gives Leap. her tons of buff, a lot of debuff from, uh, yeah, from Wrath and Fjord. Fjord. Yeah, you have to do both to get that full benefit on there and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I I see it. I see all the pieces. So I tried to align those pieces for me, but without the awakening on Lynette, no yeah, work. work. No work. Oh, yeah. I just get the, I just get the little old 30% and it's, you know, not bad, but yeah. Yep. No um, big deal. I know where my, uh, if I get a choice someday, mm-hmm. that will be the choice. It sounds like you get a choice uh, for first anniversary. Yep. So only six months. Uh, two and a half. Oh, I thought we just had the half. I guess the half was in December, and that's been a while since then. How does time work anyway? Who cares? What this is done. like an arrow yeah flies yeah. like a banana wait what <laughs> you've never heard that time flies like an arrow fruit flies like a banana i like i like that because i had to think about it for a second because that you mean fruit flies you don't mean f- fruit flies yeah, exactly i mean because i would guess a banana like, yeah but an apple weird but an apple wouldn't fly like a banana an apple would fly like a baseball What's the spin rate on an apple? Are you juicing those apples? Oh, I don't know. Hmm. Uh, who just got caught? Was it Scherzer and thrown out of a game? Uh, he, oh, says, uh, he says that that was, you know, but yeah, absolutely. The, the like, mess. Yeah. The mess. Ooh, that tea is really hot. Okay. We won't be drinking that until after the podcast. Whoops. It'll be cold by then. Yeah. Uh, We'll, we'll work Let's, it out. I have I have a new tea kettle, you guys. And though, hello, welcome to episode three hundred fifty five of We Were Gamers. Hello, tea, tea kettle edition. <laughs> <laughs> Michael's right. here. Hey, everybody. JJ's here. Hello. Uh, we'll talk about food stuff to start with, like we always do. I have a new tea kettle. It makes tea to a temper. It makes water. It's not a tea kettle, I suppose. It is a water kettle. And it makes water to a temperature. Is this one of those electric ones? Or yes. are you just talking uh, about a thing you put on the stove? No, no. It is an electric plug into the wall, press a button thing. Okay. Even the green tea setting I find to be quite warm. I mean, it's supposed As to I be here. very hot, the yeah. water that you steep tea in. It's supposed to be hot. What I like about it is that if you're going to make coffee, which I know neither of you are a fan of coffee here, um, but coffee is not supposed to be boiling. Uh, you're supposed to to brew coffee at under boiling, and it has a coffee setting, which is kind of nice. Uh, boiling water will make your coffee bitter. So this is one of the reasons tea. we got this kettle. I was going to say, I think that's the same thing for tea. Yeah, you're uh, supposed to pour it just shy of boiling. Yeah, so black tea supposedly is boiling. I don't know. Uh, but green, always, green and white teas are definitely way under. Way, way yes. under. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you get the, the fancy kettles, they have different settings for each type of tea. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the one we've got. Uh, Michael. Sir. Food. I have to say, uh, we talk about these food festivals all the time on here. There used to be more of them in the day. Uh, it's but now we, well, now we generally talk about the ones that remain that have not been murdered by pandemics. And, uh, one of them is the Knott's Berry Farm Boysenberry Festival, JJ. Oh yeah. You're... I've been to that one several times. Uh, yeah. good, good times are had by all. Uh, the last yeah. time I went to it last year, <laughs> maybe two years. I don't understand how they give the portions they give, first of all. But I have to say the the food might need a revamp. They need to they need to get in there and 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 change it up a little bit. The macaroni, yeah, that needs to stay. Maybe one or two of the desserts need to stay. But maybe they need to switch it up a little bit. So it's you say that, but to me this year was felt very different from a lot of their other years in terms of the food offerings. It felt lighter for sure. Yeah, it felt lighter, lighter on the number of offerings and also lighter on the use of boysenberry in the dishes in general, which to me is criminal. Yeah, yeah that seems I mean, like antithetical to the point. If it's, it's a boysenberry the, thing, it's in the name of the festival. Yeah. Some of them have gotten down to like, well, it was in the marinade. And it's like, well, that means you just had like fruit juice in the marinade. And, and most of the time you can't taste that afterwards. I mean, you can, but you can't distinguish blackberry from boysenberry in something that was marinated and then not cooked in it they do a I, I feel like that's a common move though it's like hey we made smoked meat smoked in this kind of jam and you're like it just tastes like barbecue sauce now because that's what happens when you mix it with all the seasonings that go on smoked meat yeah sure sugar content sure yeah well okay well that was exciting never mind then <laughs> hey, hey at least there were at least there were mudslides you know, I think I had too many mudslides, not from a, uh, I couldn't drive home scenario, but like, oh man, that sure was a lot of dairy. <laughs> <laughs> not from a alcoholic beverage consumption standpoint, but from a, oh God, the sugar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guarantee, yeah, I guarantee you the alcoholic content of those was less than a beer, maybe. Yeah, probably. Uh, and the the pours were not large like all the tasting card pours they even warned us this year they're like you know that's 12 ounces instead of 16 this year and it's like okay it's fine <laughs> i can i can live with a 12 ounce beer it's fine don't worry yeah. about it but the some of the food portions were still huge yeah well they're figuring out they're trying they're trying to figure stuff out well they're they're, they're following the optimization axis for most money least effort you know right you know who else follows that axis? Mobile game developers. I I know the game we're playing. I guess we'll talk about COTC after before this. I don't know. We'll talk about COTC. Uh, Champions of the Continent for those of you tuning in for the first time. Good job. 355 episodes in. I'm proud of you. Welcome. I thought, uh, I thought you wanted to ask about the other food thing that I did this weekend. Before oh, we transitioned away oh. from food. Because I was going to say the opposite of that axis is what we did. <laughs> mm. mm -hmm. That's a better transition. Least, I I had yours food. down. I had yours down after another thing I had uh, written down for Japan. So it was going to oh. close the like, episode. 
am I breaking the transition uh, train? I'm sorry. Well, you know, we talked about uh, how I'm just perfect at this now. And so um, that's why I'm apologizing. Yeah. I didn't want to <laughs> deprive the people of the perfect. No, hey, it's train, fine. Transition I can, train going off the rails. I, 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 here, game. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, so we'll put the Japan segment now and we're going to talk about some sushi. Yeah. Uh, rounding out our uh, Michelin star campaign, we went to the other sushi restaurant in San Diego that has gotten a star. Okay. Uh, yep. A star? Awesome. That's awesome. Single star? Yeah, sing- single okay. star. So yeah. we talked okay. about this last time. So that means that the service component was more standard in terms of what you would expect from a normal restaurant. Yeah. And there, you know, it's a, it's still like a, you know, omakase type menu, right? But, you know, they, they have, they have a menu, <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, I think they also do non omakase service, so they have like a you know a more standard menu also for people that don't want to do that. Um, but you know, once the the service portion begins, it is very you know, it's still very nice. They have like you know fancy plates for everything. Everything is made very pretty on the plate. Oh, the plating was uh, I Immaculate. think what people picture when they picture an expensive sushi restaurant. It, like yes Here's your one and, piece yeah but also like bro that one piece no oh, i'm sure it's amazing <laughs> you know, sure. like the the you know the the five pieces of sashimi you got and they tell you which fish is which and it's like the one that they have like propped up on the leaf displayed in the center is there for a good reason <laughs> that's the good one not that all the other ones are bad but it's like these are all good but this is the one that you want <laughs> You know, so do you is that a per table setting that that plate or is that per person? It's not clear to me if like I could order it and, you know, my partner could not or like if I was at a table with multiple people, if some people could get it and some would not. Oh, I would I would bet they want the whole table doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. But I do not know that. Gotcha. Uh, We we both did do the same thing. So there was no confusion there. All right. Now at a sushi restaurant of this style, uh you did omakase which means you did not order per se right they had a menu and and we just got whatever that was like you don't there's no choices stuff just shows up although they did ask like hey are you allergic to anything is there any fish that you can't have like that kind of stuff how how many people outside parked their maserati and came in and ordered a california roll uh so this place uh (laughs) (laughs) is not in the nicest it's in a it's in a nice neighborhood, but you would never know this place is like a fancy Michelin star restaurant from the outside. It's in a like tiny strip mall next to a liquor store, and like I don't know what the one next to it is like a print shop or something. The best it's place like to find good foods, the most unassuming <laughs> exterior possible, mm-hmm. and inside it's like you know a a nicely put together sushi restaurant, and there's like six tables and a counter that has like maybe six or eight chairs. Not a very big place. Wow. Okay. Um, but you know, the food is great and there's, you know, there's like two servers for the entire restaurant. Cause it's tiny. Like, what do you need multiple servers for really? Um, and then the people behind the bar, you know, cutting the fish and doing the things. They call those chefs generally. Yes. <laughs> yes, they do. You're correct about that. <laughs> 
Um, but so uh, that is to say, no, there were no Maseratis <laughs> and there were no people <laughs> ordering um, California rolls. Although they did uh, definitely while we were there, people came in and were like, uh, we have a reservation for four, but we have two other people. Could we just like squeeze them in? And they're just like, nope. No. Mm-hmm. Good. No. Uh-uh. Good. Get out of here. No. Nice try. Uh, yeah. And it's like, you know, oh, well, like they have extra seats at the bar. Could they just go there? All the seats are reserved. No. <laughs> for like three months from now. No, actually, though, they, this place was much easier to get reservations at. They open reservations at a certain time each month for the whole month, and then you just sign up for whatever you want. It's not that hard to get reservations there, but I think that they did have reservations that day for most of the most of the restaurant, and they were not going to, like, fit two people in randomly. That's not, like, how that works. Oh, okay. I'll take it. Yeah. So, uh, highly recommended the name of the place. I'll give it a free shout-out. Uh, Sushi Tadakoro. Um, yep. Great. Down in old town, San Diego there. Really good. Nice. Uh, speaking of Japan, we haven't talked about anime on this podcast for a long time. Not since we got back in the robot. I think the last thing was you told me, Andrew, to watch that cyberpunk anime. Yeah. And then I didn't do that. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Uh... I don't know that you need to watch this, but I need to talk about it for a second. Okay. Have either of you heard of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? Yes. That is a name that I have heard. Do you know anything about it? I have watched parts one through three. Oh, you have watched a lot of it. I don't remember which one is the one that I stopped on. Oh, okay. Did you stop purposefully? No. Just sort of ran out of I of got watching. The new part changed a bunch of things and I like drifted it. I just like I didn't <laughs> like it as much as I liked the earlier ones. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Uh Michael, it's some sort of I don't even oh know how to God. describe it, JJ. It's, it's like an so anthology. Crazy. It's an I, anthology dude, series, I guess. I, I don't know how to Okay. Uh mm, I mean the in every season is a thing. Even mid-season, sometimes they change what's happening. How much have you watched, Andy? I just saw... Let's say, so that Michael doesn't get a spoiler, his his grandson just appeared. Okay. They were like, look, it's a grandson. And you're like, wait, what happened here? Mid-season? Is that mid-season? I think it's I mid it mid season one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm really forgetting the very first season, how that goes. I know where it ends, but mm-hmm. I don't want to say anything because I think <laughs> you haven't gotten there. I have not gotten there. Uh, uh, I will say, yeah, it, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is very weird. <laughs> they call it bizarre and they sure mean it. It's, it's not like One Punch Man, Michael, that we were talking about. That's a... Uh oh, I'm gonna have to sneeze. Uh oh, it's stuck. I I would say one punch One Punch Man has like a bizarre series of like encounters, and like the character is weird, and it's like his interactions with people. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is definitely a like. There's no, you think there's a main character. 
but obviously like there are a lot of more characters that get introduced as things go along and it becomes less clear who exactly Jojo and who, what the bizarre adventure is. Who okay. who is Jojo is an interesting question. Uh, uh Andrew, you have no idea. <laughs> so so also I was mentioning One Punch because we had talked about that shonen style and this starts off like it's it's going to be one of those shonen style things after like two episodes. The first episode you're like, "Oh, I'm watching a I'm watching a pastoral reflective anime and then two episodes in it's like and now i'm going to teach you how to power up and it was like wait what how did he have magic powers all of a sudden <laughs> and, and like and, and are they learning the uh what's hamon. the name hamon yes okay hamon. i didn't i didn't want to say any words that are like spoilers because i know a bunch of stuff and, yeah, uh andrew yeah it's it's a it's a shonen though it's not, not. it is it's not Don't. not it's not yeah, not, it's but like I was trying is. to say, it's not. It's not one of those. Make it, it's not uh, a pun or a, a critique of a shonen. It, it turns into one, even yeah. though it doesn't seem like it's going to be one. Michael, the best part of it. Jojo is named after the Beatles song. You know, Jojo was a man. You know what I mean? Yeah. His enemy's name is Dio. His teacher's name. His teacher's name is Zeppeli. Zeppeli's teacher's name is Ton Petty. <laughs> okay. Ton Petty's greatest students are Dyer and Straits. I see where this is going. Uh huh. It literally doesn't stop for six more seasons. <laughs> JoJo's best friend is Ario Speedwagon. Oh, no. The Speedwagon Foundation is really, like, a thing that they say, like, with a straight face. I, I, when Richard E. Speedwagon came on the screen. Richard E. Speedwagon? <laughs> I thought to myself, there's no way they can continue this amazing joke. And, uh, and it sure kept me going every time somebody else showed up with a new name. I've got to say, what a what a strange. I think it's a manga or was a manga. There, there definitely is a manga for it. Um, long running, I believe. It may be can still be ongoing. I'm not clear about that. But um, it definitely has the feeling that they are just deciding to adapt a manga and not make it. You know how like Naruto was like. We're going to take the pages word for word and it's going to take 60 episodes to go through them because we have to add stuff in and like keep keep making sure that we're behind the manga and all this sort of stuff. Uh, This is very much like what's the spirit of the thing? Let's get to it. Hype. So I I, I, I'm very taken with it. I really want you to watch, uh, get to the end of this part. Uh, so the, I guess they are arranged in parts, which sometimes take multiple seasons. It's not clear to me how that stuff is divided up or how people okay. think about them in the fandom. Yeah. Um, you're, the thing that you're watching has a name, and then these subsequent things also have names. Yes. And I don't know where the divisions of the things are, and but I know, I like, 
I know where I have stopped in terms uh-huh. of like what happens in the story and stuff, but I up to what I have seen, I hope you watch at least all of that because of how <laughs> ridiculous it is. <laughs> It's. It seems like it's some sort of cultural critique I don't understand, but also a very strange love letter to the West. Yeah, I don't think it is. I don't think I don't, there's a cultural critique there. I just think the guy's like, you know what's cool? Bands and like music and stuff. These are cool names. I'm just going to use them. <laughs> I mean, but Dio, the stuff that happens to Dio is based on Dio's songs. Yeah, it's like so, you know, you know, I mean, if we go to Winslow, Arizona at some point in this anime, I'll be not surprised (laughs) is what I'm saying, you know? Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. uh, Okay. Uh, I'm very excited that you're getting into JoJo's. It's just like the weirdest thing, dude. It's very strange uh, to me. I don't know if it's actually strange, but it seems strange. I think it is you're, strange. You're you're having the appropriate reaction, I think. And I think the people that go like watch this, I think you get like two I feel like you'll know by the end of like the third or the fourth episode whether this show this entire series and show is for you at all. And you'll just be like, I'm into this or like I'm good, and then you can just turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> Look, every time he yells sunlight yellow overdrive in Japanese English, I think I'm having a great time. Well, let me tell you, there's a lot more yelling of things to come, so you're probably good. Okay. That's not a spoiler. No, I don't think it is. Uh, hmm. Now that the Japanese segment is in the middle here, I think we have to transition to a game in the Japanese segment. A remake, even. Uh- unheard of transition to video games here yeah hard hard left off of food and anime which somewhat related uh most anime characters eat quite a lot however i don't think i've ever seen samus aran eat anything or even you know remove her helmet i mean i've seen that i play smash brothers i don't know yeah there you go and like what was that one metroid game where she doesn't have armor right Zero? Is that? I don't actually know. I didn't play it. Oh. Well, where Michael, are we going with this? Sorry, Michael. Michael, <laughs> how is Metroid Prime remastered? Uh, it's good. I really liked it. Um, so I I fired it up over the weekend. Uh, I didn't have a ton of time to play it, but I did get through uh, a hallmark of Metroid games, which is the opening segment, where you have. You have more abilities than you do at the end of the opening segment through some sort of misfortune. Yeah, well, because Metroidvania. Right. You've got to start from you got to start from the bottom of the hill and climb your way back up. She can't have all her powers. It would be unfair. Yeah. Um, but it's good. The The graphics look really good. Uh, the controls um, play pretty cleanly. I like that they give you the option to set your controller style. So you can set it to be a like modern dual stick, or you can set it back to the classic controls uh, from the original version. 
That's huh. cool. What? More things should do that. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know if I want that. Like, well, but some they, people do, some, and that's the point, right? But somebody sat there and thought about. I guess the Switch has the option to plug in a GameCube controller still, so it makes sense. Yes. Yeah, I, I think that's the thing that makes it make sense, right? If like, yeah. Well, if I have this controller and I'm using it, like, yeah. can I use the thing I, the way it was? I think. I think if. If you didn't have that ability, I would be like weirded out because why would you want to go backwards on a system? But I forgot that you can still use that USB thing to plug in because because there's a Smash Brothers on there and people want that controller. So that makes sense. OK, yeah, that's cool. Then I'm glad I mean, they thought I'm, about that. I think it's clear that I would never choose to use the old control scheme. I want the new one. That was kind of the point of the remaster, I hope. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, GameCube, more than a lot of other systems, people who love it are diehard about that controller. It's okay. That controller's okay. I do actually like the triggers on it much more than some some modern triggers. Now, uh, not more than, like, an Elite controller or those new... I You know what I got for... Um, I converted a PS5 controller and I got those little clicky triggers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How were those? It's like clicking a mouse. It's it's you <laughs> lose the uh tension stuff, but for a first person shooter or something like that where you you know, I mean like in Horizon I guess you'd have that tension need, so I would use a normal controller. But um in an, like a Apex Legends, which is what I've been using my PS5 for, uh, it's fantastic. Very nice. So what other stuff changed as part of this remaster, Michael? So that's kind of a hard question for me to answer because I never personally played the original. Well, I've on seen my... it played and I've seen it speed run, but <laughs> I haven't played it myself. Isn't that the name of the game nowadays? It's like, yeah, I saw a speed run of that. That looks yeah, cool. Well, you know, at a, at a certain point, I just assumed eh, I missed the boat on this one because, you know, their remasters weren't even an idea for a while. And GameCube has been left behind. So I have a digital version on my Wii U. So. There you, you go. We can compare it is what I'm saying. We could. Yes, we could do that if we really wanted to. Or we could that just decide like research. Yeah, or we could just decide about you telling us how good this version seems to be. Yeah, I uh, I really liked it. Um, you know, it, it I knocked off some of you mentioned Horizon. I knocked off some of my twin stick gaming rust to play through this one, but uh, it's good. It's good. You know, it's got uh, it. It strikes that that tone that you want from a Metroid game. That is the balance between exploring and combat. Where, you know, I have, ooh, I have three different directions I can go here. What's behind door number two? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's a space pirate that's trying to kill me. <laughs> they, I remember them taking some um, Mario 3D mechanics for the boss fights. Like the three pattern, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, but it's but. good. It's good in, uh, you know, in terms of the combat, the, uh, I'm still feeling out the controls, but the targeting seems really good. Is the, remember what some is of the this game the about. one where you had to like switch modes in order to target stuff and it was like really annoying 
So there is that. You have to switch back and forth between the scanning visor and the combat visor. That's still a thing? That is still a thing. So you can't, uh, when you go into combat, if you want the, uh, the log entry, you have to switch to the scanning visor and scan the enemy before you start blasting away. Hmm. Is this the one where you can't run and shoot also? Uh, that's a good question. You mean like sprint and shoot? Because I know you can move and shoot. Yeah, you can move and shoot. I don't know that I have gotten to the point of it telling me do this to sprint. So, unsure. Hmm. Okay, I'm not. I probably don't have the right words for what I'm trying to describe. I'm not like I not the are you are you thinking of using the uh using the speed boost yeah like once you start it's like kind of once you start going you can't stop right and so then you get in trouble Hmm. am i thinking of the wrong maybe i'm thinking of the wrong game it's very possible i don't know really what i'm talking about here. i will report back once i get deeper into it how does uh how does talon 4 look i think that's the name of the the planet in that Yes, game. it is. And it looks good. It looks good. Like I said, from like right off the bat, you can tell that the uh, the graphics have been upgraded. Yeah. Yeah. You start on uh, you start on the space station above the planet. On a you know, typical Samus investigation, but you can you can tell right from the opening moments that they've cleaned up the graphics. Everything just looks sharper. That's cool. I remember some of the bosses from that game, like the. I can't remember the name of the giant pirate and the, I mean, everything's like a not well explained, some kind of experiment situation. You know what I mean? Like it was the kind of end of that era of uh 3d shooter where they didn't bother really explaining too much. Yep. It's also the kind of thing where how much, how much time do you want to spit in scanning every computer in the space station on your way? Oh, and then reading and, and reading. Right. Yeah. Have you unlocked Morph Ball yet? So you start with the Morph Ball in the opening okay. section and then you lose it. And I have not gotten it back yet. I always found that it was weird in that game because third person didn't really exist yet. There wasn't Gears of War. I don't uh-huh. think I don't think Gears of War was out before this game. I'm pretty no, sure. No, this has got to be before. This is GameCube era. Gears of yeah. War came out in on 360, X- right? So. Box three sixty, yeah, I think. So, so that's after. It would be after this. So like switching from first to third person was actually really strange for me. It kind of made me like not nauseous, but it, it was like, whoa, I wasn't prepared for that camera motion at the time. Pulling back to behind you and then jumping yeah. back in. Well, and the morph ball is pretty quick, so like the camera movement was was a little rickety at the time. Yeah. Uh, I wonder how much better that is now. You know, I think now we're used to like the static third person camera much better, right? Like the, the dark souls genre and the gears genre and all those have kind of standardized that over the shoulder view and camera lock, but that didn't really exist then. Right. Yeah. Cool. Uh, It's it's a good start. Sorry, that is a game I had a Oh god. Oh, I was just gonna say that is a game with a lot of wacky upgrades. You should uh tell us about your favorite one when you get to them. Okay. 
thinking back to the time when this came out, was it a big deal to people that this, oh, wow, it's like a Metroid first person shooter now, even though it's it's kind of not, but it, it kind of is? Yeah, it was a big deal. Was it like, did you personally think it was a big deal? I think at the time I didn't really think much about it. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, no, I definitely, a uh, friend of the pod, Ryan, got the game for his GameCube. And I went over to his place and we, I watched him play through the whole thing. It was, uh, I mean, it was probably one of the best sellers, if not the best seller on the GameCube. I'm sure Smash Brothers was probably better seller, but like, I remember it being, I would, I think I got, I don't know if I had Edge magazine or a Nintendo magazine at that point in my career. I might've been, I might've been so cool by then and had electronics gaming monthly uh but i remember all of them like all the magazines were like oh my god how can these graphics and the metroid formula be uh converted to the the first person view oh wow it's amazing and like now you look back on it it's kind of like Okay, yeah. That's it seemed like a natural step, right? Like she shoots things. You could shoot things yeah. from first person. But like, I don't know. I mean, taking a a game and t- changing its genre was kind of unusual. Now you'd see Zelda's genre change every 5 minutes. Uh but I mean every Zelda game is a different Zelda <laughs> at this point, right? Like it's Yeah. I remember trying to play it at Ryan's house and being like, I don't understand these controls at all. So that's why it kind of threw me off when you said that they could go back to the old controls. I was like, Oh, why would I'm sure the new controls are better and more intuitive to a modern console player, you know? Oh, for sure. Uh, I remember being thrown off by the controls and being like, what is shoot? Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause I think at this point, right. You know, the GameCube is out, but the GameCube controller is nothing like a modern dual stick analog controller right no. Uh-oh. and halo had come out so like halo sort of you know pioneered the way con- shooters work on a console controller yep but nintendo wasn't listening at that point either <laughs> <laughs> no. so i'm sure the original controls are kind of a mess if you don't have a gamecube and even if you do have a gamecube they might still be kind of a mess well it's a mess to to relearn right like you're like i'm gonna shoot this and you're like oh it's not r2 it's r1 yeah right yeah you know you're you're trying to aim down sights and that's not a thing and you're like what do i do nope there is no aim down sight in that game michael just to learn you no no i know there's there's just lock on targeting yeah but very interesting lock on targeting too but maybe they made it better yeah yeah i it was a big deal even though to us now it's kind of like okay yeah yeah cool well report back man uh yeah you're talking about like how it was kind of like a game that you think you might never have played um and i was lamenting that i have it actually digitally on on the wii u and it reminded me of something um that I was thinking about, and I, I bringing this up in the middle, I hadn't actually planned to talk about it, but since we're we're talking about it, I, I think I talked on here last episode about getting that DS from a family member that uh, doesn't currently 
a hundred percent function and I'm going to try and make it a hundred percent function. Um, yeah. the 3ds scene allows you to just, uh, allows one to choose to hack their 3ds if they might want to. <laughs> Uh, did I say that carefully enough? I don't. I don't know. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but the DS is more like a Game Boy, right? You just stick a cart in, and it works. Uh, should I get an EverDrive for that thing? Gonna have to tell me what that is, Michael. Do you know what an EverDrive is? I don't. I'm not familiar with it. Uh. Well. I will, it's basically a cart. Um, I don't remember the website. Here we go. I'm going to link it in the chat. Okay. So it's basically Maybe. a cart, a cartridge. Don't say the website on the air. I am yeah. not, okay. I, I'm not going to say the website on the air because there's multiples of these types of things. And yeah. Uh, they make lots of different ones that have different names, Basically, you can put a memory stick into these, and then the memory stick and the cart work together to to bring SD storage to devices. Ah, okay. Okay, so these are what's commonly known as a flash cart. I don't. This is oh, some kind yes. of other right other a flash word. cart. But I could yeah, not remember another. I could not remember the generic word. Should I get a flash cart for the DS, or is that kind of dead with the 3DS? Uh, scene being what it is yeah i mean you know if you want to continue to use that piece of hardware that you make functional i guess you could continue doing that but if you're not going to physically use the hardware and you're going to attempt to emulate it there seems to be no point yeah hmm well do you do either of you have a a bead on where the 3ds is on on emulating ds level stuff like, is it good at going backwards, I guess, is my question. You know, I don't know. I don't know that I've tried DS emulation on a 3DS. Are the carts the same or similar enough that you could plug them into the thing? I know you couldn't put a 3DS cart into a DS. They're not the same shape, but you could put a DS cart into a 3DS. Is that, you is do that, that true? All of them? Or was it just some of the first ones? Because I feel like, didn't they design that out of some of the later models? No. No, there's no way. Should I check? I guess I could pull out a DS game and put it in the 3DS. I mean, I I certainly would believe that uh, from the standpoint of Nintendo loves to do that crap. Uh, but I think that there are some pretty well-respected DS emulators out there from my very quick search. Oh, we've, we've talked about that uh, so on, like, trying to do it no on the Steam Deck, etc. But I was just curious for, like, using... I don't know. I was, like, thinking about using the hardware. But I think it's also... Those are kind of expensive, those flashcards. These days, I think flashcards are kind of on their way out. Yeah, because now you're talking about stuff that has to be made probably custom-ish for hardware that no one is buying and isn't sold anymore so you're getting into like the ah but i want to load my sd card full of snes games and plug it into my snes territory right yeah yeah well i mean i think the ones for the ds are called r4s or whatever 
Um, yeah, they all they all have names. Whatever. They all have names, but uh, yeah, I'd never heard of of an EverDrive before this past week, but it was like people were talking about, oh, you, you could stick those in there, and I don't know, I don't know. Maybe I just want this thing to work because I want it to work. You know what I mean? But I was thinking about once I get it working, what could I do with it other than the three games I kept from the DS era uh, that are not 3DS games that would go into the 3DS? I don't know. All right. Earlier, I was going speaking speaking of games that don't work sometimes, I guess. Uh, I was going to talk to you guys about uh, the cheapest option is sometimes to just let it go. mobile games <laughs> i went in um and i was following a internet click hole have you ever heard of the game creature quest either nope. of you no so it's a it's a mobile game it was made for ios i think um that would be why yeah i don't i don't know if it ever moved out of ios i was just thinking I don't I it's I can't even find on, on iOS. I guess that kind of makes my point, right? Is that uh the game seems kind of dead. It's still on the App Store. It's still on Google Play. It is it says it's on Google Play, by the way. It's on the Amazon App Store. Uh I'm not advertising for it, but I wanted to m- mention it because it was made by John Van Kink Kink. Yeah, I'm on the the website of the creator uh of that game. VC Mobile Entertainment is on a mission to bring the magic touch of founder okay. John Van JJ, this is this is why Might okay. and Magic Heroes yes. of Might and Magic Heroes of Might and Magic is why it came across my feed. Okay, he created Heroes of Might and Magic and King's Bounty, and we had been talking about about those games recently, right? Heroes mm-hmm. of Might and Magic, and his name came up, and I was like, "What's this guy up to now?" And uh, it said that he had made a mobile game. I was like, okay, well, I should gotta try this guy's mobile game. And I looked at the reviews of it, and the reviews of it were like, if you want a like low impact RPG game that had a lot of cool design elements, it's not the greatest, but it's kind of fun. And so I went in to download and install it. Boop, doesn't work. Just crashes. Can't load. Yeah. Probably not updated for whatever the most recent whatever. It reminded me of the most recent kerfuffle. Michael, I think you posted in the chat, like, hey, if you want Angry Birds, you better go get it. Yeah, we yeah. did talk about that. And, you know, I went and got that, and I downloaded it. I paid the 99 cents or whatever because of the huge Rovio, like, hey, we're going to we're gonna up the price and call it classic after this and blah, blah, blah. You know what that means for me is my 99 cent version in a year will not work anymore because they won't update it, you know? Probably. Yep, that sounds about right. It's a little unfair that there's no... And I don't actually know that I put it on the app developers as much as why isn't there some sort of compatibility mode for your phone? Yeah, I think the developers of the operating systems would tell you that oh well we've introduced all these new features and security and you need them so that we can you know create unified experience blah 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 blah. but i mean their update cadence is such that they're putting out new phones every single year and new versions every year and just eventually leaving people in the dust right if you have a phone from five years ago at this point probably 
modern stuff that is brand new won't work. And I wonder if even the old stuff was would work. Like if Probably you could not. downgrade to older versions, would it even still work appropriately there? I don't know. That's a good question. Um, mm -hmm. Who could say? I don't know. I felt like it was a realization that I had paid 99 cents for something that will... I mean, I'm getting my money's worth out of it for the uh, Angry Birds, the the classic version or whatever, but they, they'll turn it off. There's no chance. They're not going to just eventually be like, nope, we're not going to update that. And it's just not going to work anymore because now we can sell it to you again. That company specifically, it's, it's the, the reason well, I wanted to mention it, Sega, by the way. Yeah. The reason I did want to mention it was because this game creature quest was by this guy that made King's bounty and here's my magic and his game their game obviously made it with a team but that game will just sort of disappear to time right is no real emulation scene for old phone games like they're this these flash carts we were just talking about or these emulators on the you know where we can pull roms there's going to be a whole genre of mobile games that eventually just disappear and to be fair, there are emulators for phones, but I don't know that they're focused on, you know, preservation and older versions of stuff. They're kind of focused on like the new stuff. Right? Oh, yeah. I mean, we used that emulator. What, what did what did I use the Android emulator for? I used it to get a card back for Hearthstone one time. Remember that? Where it was like you get a you get a specific card back for having an iOS device and a specific card back for having an Android device. And I installed an Android emulator just to get Hearthstone working <laughs> so I could get a card back. I know a lot of people uh you can't mention this on the Reddit because it's against the rules, but a lot of people use Android emulators for champions of the continent on their computer and then set up automated clickers and then go to bed and they wake up and all of a sudden they've farmed uni for 12 hours straight or gotten enough materials to actually like craft armor and weapons and yeah. stuff yeah uh not that that would be within the terms of service so you shouldn't do that if you want your account to not get banned uh they have said that they will ban you for anything. I did wonder, Michael, the posts that I saw today on the Champions of the Continent subreddit from the Japanese version, does that constitute uh, a spoiler? Since they said we're not allowed to do spoilers anymore, that's against the terms of service? Uh, it's not spoilers, it's data mining that they are against. Well, you data mined the Japanese version by posting information from the... <laughs> Uh, no, I think it was the all the information that got posted was from an actual announcement. Oh, okay. Got it. Or the Japanese version, right? Yes. The Japanese version posts, here's what we're doing. And then people are like, here's, here's what's coming to English in a year or whatever. Right? Pretty much, yeah. That's how it happened. Hmm. Well. It is dumb we... that they don't. like All companies are, I wouldn't complain about data mining for a minute. Okay, uh, you should. Sorry. Yeah. Uh. This used to be really like common back back in my day. <laughs> and old man shaking my fist here. Uh, data mining used to be super common. Like these companies would push out updates. I, I remember it a lot when I was playing Dota very frequently. Oh yeah, 
they would push out an update. People would data mine it and be like, here are the new things coming soon. There's this stuff. There's this stuff. This is a hero they're working on. Here's a bunch of things that are like in this code, but not available. Right. And no one ever said or did anything about it. And then all of a sudden, you know why? Like people got really mad about it. And now companies like can't post data mining. It's bad. And don't want to me. <laughs> what if you didn't put the stuff in the game that you didn't want us to see? What about that? Whoa, crazy idea. You can't data mine stuff that's not there. Like, what? If this is such a bad spoiler, don't put it in the game. Like, wait until it's it's ready. Like, I don't see how that's hard. It's so funny to me when people come at stuff backwards, right? Oh, my God. They've released information about our game that we weren't ready to tell people about yet. You're complaining that you have a community of people interested enough in your game to be data mining it, sharing it with each other and talking about it and speculating and building hype for something. Yeah, exactly. It's like, what is wrong? How with dare you? you talk about our? How dare you talk about our game? Wait until we tell you to talk about our game. And it's not like what? any of it is. <laughs> it's not like any of it is brand new either, because nope. the we're still behind the JP version. So like everything that we're getting, they already got. You know, a, a year and a half, two years ago. But Michael, they don't want you to know when the events are, so that you blow your rubies and then have to spend money. But due to their update cadence, you can't ever know more than like a week in advance because stuff isn't in the game until that amount of time in advance anyway. So there's really like nothing gained here, right? Like, are are people data mining stuff in this game that's like, you know, months in advance? I don't think so. No, because it's not there. Yeah. So like, it's such a dumb, dumb problem. I I feel like, you know, there's a little more to be... It, uh, for folks who want to come back to me about like data mining is bad, actually. Like, if you're talking about a game that is competitive and there can be like online situations where, like, oh, the, you know, you know, data mining information about this that isn't public or something could give you some kind of competitive advantage. All right, we can like have that kind of discussion. This game is a single player RPG. Who cares? Like, <laughs> oh no, I'm going to get plus five attack sooner on my sword by. I knowing this, like uh, it has 10,000 hit points instead of 10,005. Like, oh, no, my strategy has changed. Like, oh, who cares? Why? It, it seems to Why really, is this a thing? It, I, I feel like it has to come down to them not wanting you to pre-plan when to spend your rubies. I, it must, but I just can't. I guess, but like even even then, you know, people know what's coming and what they want to wait for. So. They're just going to wait until it shows up, regardless of whether or not they know it's coming. And then they're throwing curveballs at us, right? Where they're like, oh, here's this unit. We've brought them out and we've buffed a bunch of their skills. Maybe they're now good, actually. You don't know because you don't know what the buffs are like, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Well, something that's no longer a data mine, apparently, is that while we've been here, they put out an announcement that the bravely default collab is indeed returning this week oh have they illuminated us to as to how it will function this time around uh they have not they just announced that there is a tavern talk coming to talk about it on thursday the day after it drops which is (laughs) nothing like not letting people data mine it and then being a day late to talk about it I will yeah. simply wait until they tell us what's happening. Oh, it already happened. Oh, uh, oh, okay. Uh. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. 
Uh, I hope it's a step up and both characters are combined, even though I already have one of the characters, because I would like to get an, an copy of Idea before the next go through of this, just to have it over with. I have a feeling the warrior tower would be much easier with one more five-star warrior. I don't know. I've seen some videos of eight okay. five-star warriors just squeaking by. So, yeah, I was going to say, I think uh, it's not going to be easy period. I have, I think one more than you and it's not helping me. <laughs> <laughs> have either um, of you cleared I, level four? Level what? EX four. Not of the sword tower. Oh. Not of either for me. Bummer. Hey, did um, y'all finish the other one? Did y'all get to 90 or whatever? On that you know one? what? Uh, that tower has fallen to the bottom of my to-do list every week. So I usually get like three three floors in per week. And then I just sort of run out of time and forget about it. Yeah, so I'm on I'm on 80. I got halfway through the, the latest update. But I have not uh, I have not tried to keep going yet. Okay, so I'm a bit above you guys then. Interesting. Um, yeah, I'm in like 84 or 85. I haven't done most of the EX fights though. So yeah, I would my, say I've done almost none of them. My ability to be perfectly efficient and use 10 tickets a week uh, faded over the last month. Hopefully I can get back to it, but it's definitely one of those things that's like, uh, it's not as important as like farming the new gear. It's not as important as finishing the story was it wasn't as important as important as trying to beat glossom and get glossom so i can try and do gertrude so i could try and do you know what i mean like uh the just the ultimates don't seem like i need to get any more ultimates currently so yeah it's like i i've had no issue with resources in the ultimates i have like so many ultimate seed materials or whatever oh, really? I, I ran out of silvers more. oh were huh. you like unlocking all the ultimates for all of your four stars because i haven't done that i think i have almost everybody's ultimate unlocked if not everybody but to but leveled up past level one yeah most of them oh okay. yes yeah that's I just do, i do level one and stop unless i need them for something yeah that's probably wiser yeah, because for most of the people, I feel like you just want if you're going to use it, you don't care what level it is. It's like, all right, yeah, sure. It's just a big a big attack or whatever, like kind of the level is irrelevant. Um, And obviously there's like, you know, specific instances like Lynette and other people where it's like actually level 10 is really the deal here. But like level who level five, like what is there's no difference between five and one effectively. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, there's this there's breaking points where they get slightly better in terms of their boost connection, but, eh, you know, eh, <laughs> it's just mostly for feats, you know, um, feats and feats and, uh, and that new tournament have gotten me back up into full pity range. I'm at 6,000 rubies again. So wow. Do, doing Very some nice. of those things matters. Yeah, I'm I'm at like 2600 and I feel pretty good about that given how much stuff I'm not doing. <laughs> I think I'm probably right in between you two. Nice. I feel that I have uh 
that being forced to grind for those materials for the most recent like level of stuff has helped me get a bunch of like random hundred of this enemy hundred of that enemy type achievements that i didn't have i sure hope they don't do this again where you have to grind the base mats god, please fights. please please god please don't well don't make me do this i think base mats base mats are gonna kind of go away i think but we still uh, have one more for new for the new weapon the new weapon style that we get later this year yeah there but will the, be one more round yeah we have one more round of this and i really hope I don't have to do this one more well, time. You can you can check and see how many empty spaces are there still in the tower. There's one whole area that hasn't even opened up yet. Well, there you go. So that that probably will have more than four slots in it. Cross your fingers. <laughs> check you can and say. see. Yeah, yeah. You Got can't go in there. Yet. Of a hundred and three. Ooh, you you brought it back to JoJo right there. Good job. Uh. Is there? Huh? Is there a foreigner based? Is there? There better be. I don't know enough. <laughs> I don't know enough JoJo's lore. There's probably there, Andrew. <laughs> there's too much lore. <laughs> I can't keep track of it. It seems to be a thing that just keeps going with lore. It's like we're just gonna keep adding. Uh, I really, I really hope you make it through that first season, and I want to hear your opinions as you keep going. Um, I a thousand, I a thousand percent, I'm gonna make it through there there's there's no chance i don't finish it at the first season at this point but uh if there's other animes out there like that that people should tell us about now folks can send those to podcast at we were gamers.com that is podcast at we were gamers.com tell andrew uh all about actually tell andrew nothing about jojo's nothing at all no Here, just silent thoughts here's what you <laughs> just, can text Here's to, well to that. Here, here, here's what you can send there. Just send your favorite name from the show. Don't no context. Ooh, and it better be I Richard EO one? Speedwagon. <laughs> uh, hmm, yeah, hmm, hmm, yeah. Go ahead and send that in. That'll be good. I, if folks should do that. I, I would be very curious to hear because there's probably a bunch that I don't even know at this point. Um, yeah, that's, that's podcast at we were with your favorite Jojo names. I bet you could bunch, write a bunch of fake ones and we wouldn't know. Uh, that, that would be a fun exercise. Real versus fake Jojo names is a new segment. 1000%. Please send them in. The trick is they're all real. They're all real <laughs> and they're all. Uh, Otherwise, we're on social media at We Were Gamers, youtube.com slash at We Were Gamers. Find us all out there and uh, yeah, interact with our stuff. We appreciate it. Yeah. Nice. We, we do. And uh, we thank you for joining us on YouTube. If you're joining us on YouTube, there's a lot of people showing up on YouTube. I'm going to make these videos. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to redo the art on these videos in the next month or two and uh, jazz it up a little bit with some some background stuff. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Cool. Yeah. I, I'm getting a little frustrated with our current template. Uh, there's some things I want to do and I can't do it with the current template. So there you have it. 